Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, food friends. It has been a moment since I have done a solo episode, and I'm so excited to be on here today talking to you guys about what's been happening the last few months, what's been happening inside the Healthy Food and Beverage Group, but more importantly, what I'm seeing happen within the packaged food and beverage industry right now. We are in October 2023 right now, and there's a lot of shifts that are happening right now. I am seeing it with food brands all the time. I have the opportunity to speak with food founders each and every single week who are in various different stages of growth in their business. But there are definitely some common threads. I'm seeing so many people going through shifts right now. And it makes sense. We've had a lot of change in the industry, in the world, in the last few years. And it has had people reevaluate how they operate their business, how they operate their lives, and what is it that they are really doing all of this for. I know for myself even, I've gone through so many changes in the past, let's say, six months We've had a brand new brand roll out at the Healthy Food and Beverage Group, which I am so proud of. I absolutely love how the brand looks right now. Our values of real food are very much embedded into our identity right now from a visual perspective. And I just love what our design team has done with this. We have a design team that is in-house here, which is something I'm so proud of. As many of you know, and I joke about, I am your brand strategist. I can help you with your growth strategies. I will be your growth strategist. But if you want me to design something, I am not your person. But we do have an incredible, incredible design team here that actually does do that. And while they typically apply those designs to other people's businesses, I had them kind of 
revamp ours as well to be more aligned with where we are right now and where we are going and the type of food founders that we are working with. So that has been a big shift. I've also just been growing and expanding the team here at the Healthy Food and Beverage Group to bring on some really incredible people from a design perspective, from a back-end support perspective. And there will be more of this, which I am excited about as we continue to grow. And we grow by helping as many food and beverage brands that we can out there in the best way that we know possible. And that has been incredible. We have worked with some fantastic brands over the last six months of all different walks of life, right? Some brands just starting out. Other brands that are already in the multi-million dollar range that are looking to expand. One of the things that is definitely common, regardless of what stage of business are at, is this growth mindset that the food founders and the food leaders that we work with have. And that obviously resonates with me. If you guys have listened to the show for a while, if you follow me on social, which if you don't, definitely go find me over at, at Ainsley Moyer. You will recognize and know that I am all about a growth mindset as well, this continuous learning, continuous development. And it's no surprise that those are the type of food brands that I attract into my world and I end up helping on a larger scale. So those are some of the shifts that have been happening over here. But what's more important to you guys is what are some of the shifts that I am seeing happening in the industry right now? We're going to talk a little bit about that, as well as we are going to dive in some of the really key pieces that are necessary right now in today's environment in the consumer packaged goods industry for you to apply to your business. So what are these? What does this look like? There is going to be four different pieces that we're going to talk about today in terms of what I'm seeing with food brands and more importantly, what I want you to look at inside your own business. So as I'm going through these and sharing examples, I want you to take note of how can you apply this to your business? Am I applying this to my business? Uh, what could this look like for my business? And I really want you to ask these questions so that you can have this as really an episode that is setting you up for long-term success, regardless of what stage you are at. These principles that I talk about, you guys know if you've been listening to the show for a while or follow me in terms of any of the boot camps or events that I do, or again, follow me on social, you know that I talk strategies and principles. I am not about the fleeting trend of this trending audio reel or something along those lines. I talk a broader picture that is going to be applied to your business regardless of what stage you're at. So regardless if you were just starting out, maybe you're listening to this because you are thinking of starting a food business, or if you are already in the multi-million dollar range and you are looking to expand your business, these will apply to you and you're going to want to just adjust them to make sure that they apply to what stage you are at. All right. So I have the privilege of working with so many different food founders. And one of the things that is really, really key right now that I'm telling everyone to do, and I actually just hosted a workshop on this a few weeks back, which was 
incredibly important because this is so key with what's necessary right now is optimization. Optimization within our business, which is sometimes overlooked for that shiny object in terms of try this new marketing campaign, try to go get more stores, try to sell different with what you're already doing. What we oftentimes want to do and what is becoming incredibly important right now is to optimize what we already have. Now, there are so many different facets of this that we can optimize. Sometimes we need to optimize our brand, right? Maybe we have a brand that has been in market and it is okay for now, but really optimizing that to make sure that it stands out and connects with your consumer and makes an impact on shelf and online can have a huge, huge, huge payoff to your business. Oftentimes, we want to look at optimizing what we're doing for marketing and what we're doing for sales. How can I increase the open rates of my emails? How can I increase the conversion rates from my emails? How can I get people to buy more every time they are checking out from my online store? These are all pieces that don't require us chasing something new, but rather taking a look at what we are already doing and tightening these pieces up so that you can get more from the efforts that you're doing. Same thing when we are going out to sell. How do I get the retailers that I'm in to order more? How do I sell more? from the stores that I'm in right now? How do I drive overall profitability from my product as a whole? These are all questions that we want to build into our business to look at on an ongoing basis. But right now is a really great season for that because it will set you up for a stronger 2024. And a lot of these pieces you can even apply now to get the most out of 2023 holiday season, which I know is a crucial time for sales for so many food and beverage businesses. So really taking the time to optimize what you have. Now, there are so many different areas to do this, but what I really encourage you to do is really just take time and look at what's working, what's not working, and then decide on the areas that if you tweak and improve those, they're going to have the greatest result to your bottom line. This might be, how do I increase profitability? I'm going to say this statement kind of blanket. It's not applicable to everyone, but you and I both know prices are going up through the roof all over right now. Consumers are tired of having just a higher priced item. So I encourage you to first, if you are looking at how do I increase profitability, how do you do the work internally, the hard work internally, renegotiating with your suppliers, finding different packaging suppliers, finding ways to save on shipping, finding ways to package your product differently, more effectively, more efficiently, pricing it in a certain way that makes sense from a promo perspective. I encourage you to look at those pieces if you're looking to drive profitability versus 
the easy way out, which is simply increasing prices. Now, I know some of you might have had increased prices passed on to you and you're like, this is my only way. That might be the case. But before you go and do that, I encourage you to look internally because what we are seeing is consumers are cutting back spending for discretionary food and beverage items right now. So think if you have a super highly functional kombucha or, uh, you know, adaptogenic matcha, these type of products, we are seeing consumers, you know, sometimes trade down right now. And if you're in those categories, you might be feeling that squeeze. So raising the price is not going to help your problem. What you want to do is find ways to optimize what you have to allow the consumer to see more value with what you're offering and to increase your bottom line from what you are doing on your end internally. All right. So optimization is a really, really key piece right now that I am seeing lots of food founders dive into and that I am encouraging food founders to do right now. Look at your business, optimize all the different pieces so that you can be set up for success and really get more from what you are doing. If you're going to be posting on social media anyways, how do you make sure that you get more sales from that, more engagement from that? If you're going to be sending out emails, it's not necessarily about sending the email. It's about what is that outcome that you want on the other side of that email. If that sales, then how do we optimize what you are doing for sales? And I know this is tricky and hard sometimes because you're doing so many things in your food business, but we want to stay focused on not just, I need to post on social media. I need to do these type of demos. I need to send this many emails. I need to run ads. What you want to focus in on is the outcome. I want to drive more sales in store. Great. Then demos might still be the way, but how do you not just show up with a table and have your team demo? How do you optimize and get the most sales from that table while you are there? Same with every other thing that you are doing. Really focus on the outcome that you are chasing versus the item on your to-do list, which is write email, post on social, set up demos, whatever that may be. All right. So that's number one. Number two, right now, I am really seeing a lot of food founders double down on their mindset. And this is a piece that I think is always important and is going to continue to be even more important because I don't need to tell you if you're in this industry, it's not rainbows and butterflies all the time, right? It's not. There's production issues. There's challenges getting products out. There's hearing no or, heck, not even hearing back from retailers as a whole, putting a whole bunch of effort into what you're doing from marketing and not getting the result that you want back. Growth mindset and really focusing on your mindset as a whole is absolutely crucial right now. And I'm seeing a lot of people invest more time and energy into this in terms of having a growth mindset versus this is how it's always been done. This is how it needs to be done. I need to do it all by myself. Instead, taking a look up and asking around, who can help me with this? How do I reach this next level? How do I prepare what I'm doing right now 
to set me up not just for sales this season, but for where I want to be in 12 months. That type of thinking, the faster you can do that, the faster you can grow. Because otherwise what happens is you're growing and you're maybe you're stagnant, maybe you're growing, but you're going doing the things. And then one day you're like, you know what? I'm ready for the next level. And then you go and do the research for what's necessary for the next level. And you realize, oh, shoot, there's a whole lot to do to get to the next level of my food business. And that's going to take me six, eight, 12 months to get prepared for that. Sometimes longer than that, right? So we want to start before we're ready. And that takes a leap of faith. That takes really truly believing and having conviction in what you are doing and building for the future that you want, not just the stage that you are in right now. And that takes a growth mindset. That takes choosing opportunity over fear. That takes stepping into the CEO of your business that you want to be versus purely operating from who you are right now. The fastest way to become the leader or the business that we want to be is to start acting like that person or that business right now. So that growth mindset is just incredibly, incredibly important. And something that I'm seeing food founders recognize, some food founders jumping in full on right now, and I am seeing that this is having great results for the food founders that are willing to do that. And it's hard. This is one of the hardest things in some ways. And it sounds so simple, but it's really challenging because for a lot of people, it's overriding how you've been operating your entire life. And that's really hard, right? That's why, you know, when I work with food founders, we celebrate the new store listings, the largest orders, having months of sales that are larger than your entire previous year of sales, selling products out when they are just launching before they like even hit the market, having sellout launches. We celebrate these things and we also celebrate the mindset shifts. I did this really uncomfortable thing and bought a whole bunch of ingredients when I typically wouldn't buy that many at once, but I'm doing that to get a better quantity discount. And because I know I'm going to sell through it, it's just a mental hurdle to get through that. You know, we celebrate that. We celebrate the doing the hard work to shift co-packers, even though you might not need to right now, but you might need to down the road. We celebrate having the hard conversations with teammates to allow your business to grow. We celebrate the milestones in business and life that are representing the internal shifts and changes happening just as much as the external outcomes that you might be receiving. So having that growth mindset is really key and definitely something not to be overlooked. The third piece that I'm seeing right now is a lot of people are like, I don't want to waste time. People are very much feeling the, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. And I want to do it as fast as possible. Let's go. Before, there were maybe a lot more food founders that I would see that were 
toying with their idea, tinkering with it here and there, dabbling for years and years sometimes. Uh, and there are still food founders out like that for sure. But there's this new surge of food founders coming to market that are like, let's go. I don't want to wait. I want to be in Whole Foods as quickly as possible. I want to be reaching that million dollar mark as quickly as possible. I don't want to go the slow way. I want to go big and I want to go fast. And that is awesome. Awesome for the food founder and awesome for the industry, right? If you have a product out there that helps serve the market in one way, shape, or form, which I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, most of you, if not everyone, that is what you have. Why hold that back from people, right? There are people out there waiting for products like yours. There are people out there that are having to choose inferior products because they don't have options that your product can solve. So the fastest way that we can get your product to market the more lives you can impact in the biggest way. And like, in a way, it's kind of selfish to keep it small for so long. Like, I know that's an interesting way of looking at it, but there are people out there waiting for this that are thinking that they don't have a solution, that are struggling to find solutions, that are maybe spending hours at home trying to make a solution that is inferior to yours. And they're like, gosh, I just wish something like this was on the market. Your product serves those people. And a lot of people right now are recognizing, heck yes, let's go serve these people as quickly as possible. Why am I wasting time taking the slow route when I can fast track it, when I can take the elevator, when I can go quickly to make this happen? So this is something that I think is fantastic. I absolutely love this. I love people that make decisions really quickly that are like, yes, let's go. I want to bring this to market as quickly as possible while reducing my risks. I don't want to make costly mistakes. I don't want to do timely mistakes uh, because that doesn't serve them or the person on the other end. This is where I end up working privately with a lot of people or people join the inner circle because they're like, I want to go quickly. I want the answers. I want to figure out what I need to do. Let's go and then let me go and execute. So there is this real momentum right now and this real push with a lot of food founders being, I'm going to say, impatient with taking the slow route. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, why do you want to take the stairs to the success that you're looking for when you can take the elevator? right? If you can get guidance to figure out how to get to where you want to go, if you can understand where the roadblocks are, where those pitfalls might be, and you can override those, why wouldn't you? And this actually ties into the, the growth mindset, right? They go hand in hand. So it's great. We're seeing a lot more people with this growth mindset right now. And as a result of that is people being like, let's go. I don't want to waste time. Let's make this happen. Let's bring this great product to the market. Or if they're not in market already, some of them are just like, you know, I'm tired. I've been at this level for so long. I don't want this anymore. I want to like really fast track this. There's this great pressure 
right now in a good way. Pressure is not always a bad thing, right? We get beautiful diamonds made from pressure. So pressure can be a really great thing. There's this great pressure pushing a lot of fantastic innovation and food founder success in the industry right now. And the fourth piece that I'm seeing a lot of right now is people doubling down on brand. Because we are seeing prices of products go up a lot, brand is something that we can double down on. And I'm seeing a lot of people who are choosing not to simply pass on those additional costs to their consumer. They are doubling down on brand. And even some of the brands that are increasing their price, they're saying, hey, if I'm going to be charging more, my brand better be really tight. It got to communicate premium if I am going to be charging premium prices. And having a really strong brand, one that looks the part, one that speaks the right language, one that really connects with consumers, purchase motivators. This is a way to have brands not compete on price because you are allowing your brand to stand in a league of its own. So when they can't compare your brand to the five others on shelf or the 10 others online because they see you as unique and different and offering something from an outcome perspective, or a benefits perspective, or a feeling perspective that no one else can offer, you're in a league of your own. And that is where you want to be with your brand, right? It's the brands that don't have a really strong brand sometimes that struggle the most when it becomes a price war, right? Which we see in certain categories. We're seeing that happen right now. If you don't have a really strong brand, People are going to question, do I really want to pay that much more for this product? Is it really worth it? Maybe, maybe not, but they're going to question it. We want to be in a place with our food brands and our beverage brands where it's, I still have to pay for this. Like, regardless, yes, everything is going up, but this is always on my list and I need to buy it, right? We want to become a need for people, even if it's a discretionary item. We want to be in need. And you do that through brand. And so now is not the time to be for everyone. Now is the time to double down on your one specific audience and be so crystal clear to them and have a brand that connects with them and really makes them say, this is for me. This brand gets me. And so doubling down on brand right now is a great thing to do. A fantastic way for you to not just compete on price. Fantastic way to make sure that you stay on that list, even if discretionary income is going down from the consumer. So those are the four areas that I'm seeing right now with the food founders that I am working with, with the food founders I have the privilege of speaking with every single week. And my recommendation to those brands that I'm working with and the industry as a whole. Optimize, optimize, go find that low-hanging fruit in your business. Make sure you have that growth mindset and tightening that up wherever you can. Be quick, right? Stop wasting time when we don't need to. Let's go. Let's make stuff happen in our business. The faster you can go to market, the faster you can expand 
the faster you can capture those, those new store listings, those new consumer homes, the better it is not just for you, but for the market as a whole. And number four, doubling down on your brand. For some of you, that might be a visual brand identity. For others, it's simply your messaging. It's simply standing really firmly in who you are and how you want to show up in the world. So those are the four pieces I want you guys to take those, apply them to your business. And if you are applying these, shoot me a note. Let me know. I want to see how you're applying the learnings from this podcast to your business. You can find me over on social. I am at Ainsley Moyer. And you can always find me there. That is it for this week, food friends. We'll be back in our next episode with another great food founder sharing their journey of how they are growing their business, how they got to where they are, and the obstacles that they have had to overcome along the way and the obstacles that they're seeing in their future growth. Have a beautiful day, food friends, and I will catch you on the next episode. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.